0: This episode is brought to you by our friends at Actors Connection, a professional development home for actors at all levels of their careers. Check out their website at actorsconnection.com to register for a free seminar, learn more about their self-tape services, or sign up for a completely free one-on-one program consultation. And guys, since Actors Connection is such a big fan of The Ensemblist, they have given us an exclusive discount code for our listeners. So you can use this code. It's ensemble 15 at checkout for 15% off of your next purchase of a class or intensive. I, honestly, Actors Connection is a great place to hone your craft, build your business mindset, and connect with both peers and industry guests. So give it a try. What do you got to lose? You're listening to Fossy and Verdon from The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. This month, FX launched a new limited television series, Fosse-Verdon, based on the 2013 biography by Sam Wasson, with a focus on his marriage and collaboration with Gwen Verdon. There isn't a theater choreographer more associated with their own unique style than Bob Fosse, and much of that work was created with and fueled by his relationship with Gwen Verdon. This spring, The Ensemblist is speaking to some of the artists with Broadway cred who helped make the series possible. The third episode of the television miniseries begins with a dream sequence for Fosse as six dancers parade him through an office hallway on his way to begin the editing process for the film of Cabaret. While we see moments of the movies mind and Two Ladies on the editing bay monitor, the episode's primary musical moment does not celebrate Fosse at all. In fact, it is a flashback sequence where a young Gwen Verdon, working to review for the Hollywood Bugle, first sees the work of seminal choreographer Jack Cole. Jack Cole was a legendary jazz dance pioneer. He really kind of was the father of 20th century jazz. And a lot of Broadway's uh, most famous choreographers of the 60s and 70s, Jerome Robbins, Bob Fosse, took Jack Cole's style and adapted it for their own work. Jack Cole was a Broadway choreographer. He choreographed numerous Broadway shows, including the original production of Man of La Mancha and A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. But he got his start really working in nightclubs. And that's what we get to see in this episode of Fosty Vernon. Performing in this nightclub as a quintet of Cole's dancers are Eliza Oman, Adrian Lee, Reed Luplau, Ryan Steele, and my guest for this episode, Ricky Ubeda. Ricky made his Broadway debut in the revival of On the Town, which he joined just after winning the 11th season of television's So You Think You Can Dance. Since then, he's become a mainstay of the Broadway stage, playing Mistopheles in the revival of Cats and working on Carousel Choreographed by Justin Peck. Here's our conversation. Hi Ricky. Hi. Will you introduce yourself and tell us what you did on Fosse Verdon? My name is Ricky Uveta and I was one of Jack Cole's dancers in that sequence. Um. So tell me about ja- your relationship to both Fosse or Jack Cole. Sure.
1: I mean it's funny because like I feel like there's like a tier right there's like a tree it's like Jack Cole and then it's like Fosse and Jerry Robbins and then they all stemmed from that and then now I feel like Andy and all these people stemmed from that so I feel like I didn't know that much about Jack Cole actually I know that he's kind of like the godfather of jazz he like sort of really did the sort of the roots of like where all of this that we're doing now on, in theater and on Broadway comes from and then as far as Fosse I've never actually done any of his work but I mean, like I'm obsessed with like, st- I'm obsessed with Steam Heat. And, like <laughs> I'm obsessed with watching people who can do it really, really well. And funny enough that I worked on Fosse, I didn't have to do anything Fosse related. I know. Fossey related. I knew you were on the series, but then only when I watched the episode, I was like,
0: well, he's not doing Fosse at all. I'm not even all. doing Fosse. I was like,
1: I'm booked on Fosse and I'm not doing Fosse, anything Fosse related at all.
0: But it's a great scene. Yeah. Um, tell me about so uh, the first time you heard about the series and going in for it. Okay. Well, I was actually working with Andy
1: on a debate. Like he was, we're workshopping another show that he's writing and they announced sort of that he was involved in the new Fosse series. Um, And then it didn't really, the audition didn't come around until like months later. And then I actually like don't remember the initial call that well, but I remember like very, very vividly the, like the final callback. Um, It was one of those days where like you feel like almost like the audition was almost like more fruitful than actually getting the job because it was like Andy loves to do I feel like it's like an Andy staple Andy loves to do this thing where he like calls back everybody that was like like everyone that's left in consideration for anything 70 people maybe like left or like sixty, I don't even know. And it was definitely a fire hazard for sure. I was like, if this building goes down, like half of Broadway is going to. Oh my gosh! It. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he had everyone that was left, and we just like danced. We did like everything that we had learned, and like all of the audition rep that we had learned. Two combos with Andy, and everyone just kind of went in really small groups, and everyone was just like giving picture perfect Broadway audition. Like everyone was like, you were like, I am in this room with the best dancers in New York City right now. Like, I'm a part of this. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, would go out there, and everyone was, like, so supportive, and everyone was, like, giving it just, like, 200%. It was really wild. That was, like, one of my favorite audition experiences,
0: actually, ever. And then you found out, they said, okay, we want you, and we want you for this scene.
1: Yeah, it was kind of... I don't really know how TV film works, but, like, there's... All...
0: No <laughs> no one no one really understands
1: does. that. I feel like it's a, a, there's just always a million moving parts. There's so many cooks... I think I first heard, like, you will be doing something. (laughs) I think Andy had me in mind for that. Um, And then sort of as time kind of went along, they were like, you'll be doing a Jack Cole dance sequence. And I was like, oh, fun. I feel like that's something that Andy will choreograph, which is actually something I feel excited to collaborate with him on that. And then it wasn't until, like, a few weeks before that they were like, this is actually what you're doing, and this is actually the day you need to come in. And this is actually the day you're shooting, but it was like very, all very kind of last minute finding out exactly what you're doing. I feel like anyone who booked it was kind of like, I'm doing it. I'm doing something on it <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to let me know.
0: <laughs> so was it really three days, costumes, rehearsal, performance? Um, That's not what you call it in television, but you, uh, it you know it. <laughs> okay. I
1: don't really remember how the, f- oh, fitting. Yeah. We had like one day random fitting and then we did one day rehearsal, one day shoot.
0: Three that days. is so fast.
1: It really was so quick. I didn't realize that.
0: And was Andy, did Andy choreograph this Jack Cole? Thing? Yeah. So okay. it's
1: kind of like Andy's, it's like Andy's version of Jack Cole stuff. And we were like, in this scene, we are Jack Cole's company. He knew that he kind of had to get it, get it. I feel like he hired, he was like five people who I've worked with before. And he was like, we put it together. And it was, oh, it was also the audition material. A lot of it oh, okay. was, um, like Andy's audition material. So we kind of threw it together. We didn't throw it together. We like put it together and then, yeah. And Andy wasn't even at our shoot.
0: What, Cause he was, he was
1: doing yeah. cats. He was doing the cats movie. So he was like in town for the day. We had like a four or five hour rehearsal. We like put it together. He was like, looks great. Susie Meisner pop in the Chicago movie. <laughs> As we like to refer to her as you call Pop. Her Pop, we were just all like geeking out. We were like, she was Pop in the <laughs> <laughs> and we had Pop and Mary uh, and Marianne. How much choreography did you do? It was, like, two minutes. You know, we started these tables in the scene, and we, like, smoked these, like, herbal cigarettes that, like... I don't know if you, like, know this, but, like, in SAG or whatever contract, they, like, have to come light the cigarette for it. They, like, they, like, come take the cigarette from you. They, like, put it in this little contraption. They, like, light it. Everything stops with lighting of the cigarettes before, like, the scene can start. So, like, every time we would do it, they would have to, like, relight the cigarettes until, like, a full ten minutes to go to, like, each boy one by one. Oh, my gosh. And they, like they were terrible also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you so, only have them for a
1: moment, right? You only had them for a moment, but like they want us to like, they're like, okay, take a drag, like let it out and then go dance. And you're like, this is not ideal <laughs> because you do like, you're like, take A, none of us smoke. And even if it is an herbal cigarette, it's like smoke in your mouth. And then you were like trying to like act and like feel cool with like these extras who are sitting at these tables watching you dance. And you're like, yeah, like I'm smoking this herbal cigarette. and Now I'm going to do these moves. But it really did feel like, A lot less cool than it probably
0: looks. (laughs) So you choreographed it to the number that you that it was performed to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because Sing 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 has so many like kind of like interesting roles and like interesting things with the music. Okay. So it was really choreographed for that. Yeah, lots of
1: lots of like classic Andy Blank and Bueller musicality. (laughs) That's very difficult. So, yeah, it was to sing, sing, sing. Awesome.
0: And how much time did you get to do all of, like, the lifts and the...
1: Yeah, we sort of, like, got to... We got to the space, and we sort of had time to, like, space it out in the... And sort of feel, like, what our shoes felt like in the space. What, like, where we sort of had to, like, start and do certain things. And we did do a lot of, like, pickup shots. So we did, like, a lot of, like, there's, like, a big lift where she, like, like spin with her and all of us so we had to do that sort of like picked up on like a million different angles on a million different cameras and that was sort of the whole day because the number's not long but it did take like a full day very early morning to nighttime to sort of get the whole number shot in the way that it sort of needs to be like from all interesting like the people behind the camera definitely knew how to capture dance which was also super exciting and then they they really took their time to sort of get sort of everything that they wanted from it
0: And when they were putting it together, was it like, we want this kind of shot here and we want this kind of shot there? Or were they just kind of taking... I feel
1: like he had to sort of, he wasn't going to be there. So and like, he's not the DP and he also like, so he kind of had to like let it. And so he had to like trust that Susie and Marianne would sort of let them know what Andy's vision was. And I think they did that uh, pretty well. What was the most challenging part of the shoot? Probably the most challenging part... Is break they do need breaks like they're okay they know that they want this one angle right so they're like we're gonna shoot this we got it we're gonna do it a few like 10 this one section like 10 times in a row and we're gonna shoot it really well then they're like they have to kind of gather themselves and feel like how what is the next setup we want we have to set up this giant crane or we have to do like another setup for another shot takes a lot of time so then they put us on break and we get cold Mm -hmm. and we sort of like eat or whatever eat cronuts that's what I was doing (laughs) because they have that at craft services and um then you have to just like, whenever they're ready, they're going to just like, okay, we're ready now. And You kind of have to just like jump back into it, which is, I think is pretty difficult for any dancer.
0: What are some other differences
1: between for TV film and dancing on stage? It was interesting because we did have like a, we had a live audience per se, because we had like so many extras. Mm-hmm. So it did feel there was a big piece of it that felt like it was a live performance because there was like so many eyes on you that are just like, we had spectators in the scene. Mm-hmm. And we were performing.
0: We were performing live in the scene, so it almost did feel like a live performance. Watching the episode, so much of what we see at home is from the perspective of young Gwen Verdon. Like we're sort of seeing her. They're cutting away to her. They're, we're like seeing your dance through her eyes. Did you interact much with that actor at all? No, we didn't actually get to
1: talk to her at all. They sort of shot her scenes totally separate from what we were doing, and she was just like at that table. The whole time that we were dancing, um, so we didn't get to interact with her a lot. But it was interesting to know sort of where we fit in in the story. So like she, I had no idea that Gwen Verdon had any relation to Jack Cole at all, or that's how she like, or she that she was associated with Jack Cole before she was associated with Fosse, and I didn't know that. So it was interesting to feel like where we we were, where we were placed in history, and that like she came to review us because she was with someone who was a reviewer, and he she was sent there. I think I'm getting this right. Yeah. she was sent there to review. This piece, and that's sort of how she got associated with Jack, which there gets her associated with Fosse. Um, so it was it was really cool to know how much of a script did you get? Like, did you get a script at all? No know? script. No <laughs> script. We knew we we truly knew nothing. Um, which was I mean we knew. When we got, like, we knew what the context of our piece was, but, like, as far as, like, what else was happening in our episode or, like, what was, like, how it was nothing. We just kind of got no from inf- other information besides, like, what it was that we were doing that day.
0: So fascinating. Yeah. And where did you
1: film? We filmed at Gra- Grand Prospect Hall in Brooklyn. It's this, like, beautiful, vintage, like, almost, like, banquet hall Apparently there was like this memorable commercial on New oh, York yeah, the on Grand New Pro- York Pro- One. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You, we make our we make your dreams come true. That is
1: crazy. so. I had no idea. I had to look it up on YouTube. It's okay. like everyone was there. Was like this is the Grand Prospect. This is that commercial. And I was like, I don't have any idea what that is because I don't have cable. We were on location, and they had built a sort of they built that whole set within inside the the banquet hall, like oh. the, all the the bandstand, sure. and like the palm trees and all like the tables. That was all built into there. What was your favorite thing about working on the
0: show? however brief that yeah. time
1: was i loved coming together with the with the group that we had cuz it was it was a really special group i feel like they assembled people that i don't think any of us had worked together in a while and it was really special to get moment with them filming something that was something that we, I don't think any of us were used to. It's like we're used to being like live performers, like performing on Broadway and doing all these things. So for us to have this like really special like TV film experience together and sort of like go through the paces of what that was and learn all that together, I think was my favorite part.
0: Special thanks to Ricky Ubeda for sharing his stories with us this week. You can learn more about him and how to connect with him online by visiting our website, theensemblist.com. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady. You can help others find out about The Ensemblist and this miniseries, Fosse and Verdon, by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also download episodes wherever you listen to podcasts or at theensemblist.com. Follow The Ensemblist on Instagram to see our latest post from our website where we are sharing the stories of talented artists working in Broadway ensembles. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time.